You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 154. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Back a Liking Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 154. Spanish in numbers. Spanish in numbers. No Craig today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I've, that was uh, like Craig's part of the uh, episode, so just coming out of the gate. It already feels unusual not having that little Spanish lingo thrown in the mix. Yeah. No, Craig, today. Craig is off on a retreat um, with April and a couple of the kids, and we're wishing them well, hoping things are going well. And uh, we're going to come to you, though, at the top and do our best that we can without CC to bring you some wisdom and guidance. Um, and the topic is going to be on being persistent in life or persistence. We've done a couple of things kind of close to this. Maybe perseverance would come to mind, a very similar word in a sense. Um, but I think persistence is a good word. You know, we got a lot. A lot going on in the world today. Um, I think all of us, one time or another, have to deal with, you know, being persistent at one time or another. John, what you think, man? Yeah, I think uh, persistence is something necessary for many, many aspects of our life. Um, so I'm looking forward to jumping into those topics um, and seeing where the conversation goes today. I'm going to try to jump in there and throw some extra thoughts in for CC here or there, something that I think he may see. So I hope you can jump in and help me out with that too. So I miss him so much right now. I'm surprised you didn't recommend us doing the joys of Craig. That would have been a good one, but you threw out this topic <laughs> to go. So we could have. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder, Craig would have probably enjoyed that. We had a short segment. I think it was like episode 25. I vaguely remember that back in Craig's old office uh, before the hurricane took it down and Craig stepped out for a while. And, you know, we kind of talked behind his back for a bit. I know. That was fun. <laughs> um, all right, John, before we hop in, you're going to you're gonna take the would you rather, man. Yep, I'm going to do the would you rather. Um, I'm going to go along with, you know, it's coming into the holiday season. You know, it's early December. I know people are probably – out and about trying to get ready well, some people maybe early shoppers for christmas but anyway in the season of christmas would you rather wrap your own presents or have them gift wrap and just so you know i already know where how you're going to answer this buddy i already know there's no doubt in my mind you know but i thought we ahead, said we i thought you said we were going to try to answer as if we were craig well, as I didn't well. answer for you. And we, and we will. So I feel like you can just answer for me, Craig, and you. It would be perfect. Okay. Okay. I'll, do, I'll take all three of us today. So I'm going to answer for hot dog first. 
I'll tell you what, there is no doubt about it. I would get all of my gifts wrapped for me. I like for have I like to have a lot of assistance whenever I go through this world. So having that out of the gate, in fact, it would even be better if I could just maybe call or tell somebody a general idea of what I would like, and then they show up and deliver the presents. That would be what I would prefer more than anything else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Not terribly anything, far off. Anything, anything to add on top of that? Um, not terribly far off. Have I used other people to wrap my gifts before? Yes, I would give a shout out to Susie Book, who I, I normally purchase a lot of gifts from her this time of year, and she wraps them in a gift basket. I will say I do the delivering. She delivers them all to me and I get them where they need to go. If she did have a delivery service, would I use the delivery service? Most likely. Um, and second to that, I've had my mom and Alexandra help me. As a matter of fact, Alexandra, I got a couple gifts in for and uh, they've been sent to my mom's house. Is Lady J going to wrap those? Probably. Um, this is not an issue of uh, you know, Matt can't do it. It's just probably not going to be done that well. Have I wrapped gifts in my time? Yes, I have. Is there wrapping paper in my in my house that would show that I've done this? Yes. Does it look or is good or and or like I like to tell everybody for a I want others people. It's an opportunity for others. You know, I'm just giving people an opportunity to showcase their talents and abilities to wrap the gifts and possibly get them where they need to go. So I would most likely say I would rather somebody else wrap the gift. Yep. Yep. I knew that's what I was doing. So now I'm going to answer for myself. So um, I always do my own wrapping. It's very unusual for uh, me to have something else wrapped uh, beforehand. I guess if there's an option, whenever I'm buying something, I will get um, one or two gifts maybe wrapped like that. But usually uh, I'll do them myself. And let me just tell you, they are pretty fantastically wrapped. Not that they look real pretty and nice, but you know which ones that I wrapped. There's no question about it. So. It's all uneven. There's lumps on one side. Other kids seem to enjoy it. Uh, also makes it more difficult, I think, for people to try to identify what I have in there. So I always like to throw in little extra uh, things to throw people off. Like I'll put a can of soup. I'll put some change. I'll put other things that make noise. If you start checking on, you know, trying to figure out what's going on in the, the package. So I like to throw some extra tricks and curveballs in there. If, uh, people get a little too nervous and anxious and want to try to identify it. So I'm going to go with wrap it myself. All right. Reasons. Uh, so I knew that you've given me a few things and they've been wrapped. So I'm not surprised. Uh, most recently the sweet, sweet and salty uh, birthday gift. So yes, well, let's those, go to those. The kids helped me unwrap that one a little bit and then they ate some of it before you got it. <laughs> so now to move on to Craig's answer, Craig would say, well, you know, you know, my girls are so precious and they're such a meaningful thing in my life that I just want them to receive those gifts and be so beautiful. And just the presentation, even before they get to the actual gift for it to just make them feel as special as I know that they know and think that I think they are. So I would have someone else wrap it. So it'd be professionally done and be, so they'll just know all the genuine love and care that's all involved in this gift that goes through. You got to add anything to it? I'm going to second that hundred percent. Greg is, uh, <laughs> if it's something for April, I think he's getting whoever at the store to wrap it. And if it's something for one of the girls, I think he's having April assist with that matter. Uh, so it does look nice, crisp and clean. You know, uh, I, I would agree with what you're saying on that. 
But, you know, John, there's also the opportunity, which I personally like to do, and which I just did for one of my godchildren, JB's son. You just go with no wrapping. You just bring the gift in the box and say, hey, man, happy birthday. I mean, yeah, happy birthday in that case. Yeah, you know, that's an option, too. But, um, you know, you'll see you'll see when you start having your little rugrats of your own, the, the, the joy and the excitement of uh, unveiling that, um, you know, whatever it takes to get through it. You know, sometimes I'll do extra funny stuff or I'll wrap it two or three times, put it in extra boxes and all of that. I will say, I think it was last Christmas, we had one of the most exciting unwrapping of presents that I've ever seen in my life. Um my sister, Claire, gave the tiny gift of uh, uh, a big, big box. So Tony's opened it up. And whenever he undid the top of it where he could see what was in the box, he literally jumped and dove into the box, like head first, dove into the box. The only thing that stopped him was his shoulders caught and he bounced out. It was, a, it was one of the best unwrappings I've ever seen. <laughs> Man, for real. Talk about exciting. So, yeah, it was amazing. Dude, that's a nice cup. You know, your screen is blurry, but I see that cup over there. Oh, yeah, I see that. By the way, listeners, I can't remember if we said this at the end. We do not have no Craig, and John and I are recording via Zoom because I'm up here in North Carolina, and John's holding it down on the home base. But, yeah, it's a cool cup, man. Yep, Craig's away on a uh, axe retreat. I think it's an axe retreat, correct? Yeah, that's right. So, out there spreading the word. Y'all say some prayers for him. Well, let's get on to the topic and see what we got going on today, uh, talking about persistence. Persistence. So this is what made me come up with this topic uh, or think about it. So I hadn't told you I don't think about our travel delay uh, issues. Did I tell you about us getting up here? No, I haven't heard any uh, of that stuff. Yeah, so we not, left. Not like, on this one anyway. Yeah, we left, um, we left Lake Charles. We were supposed to leave Lake Charles at like 1030. Fly into Dallas, land in Dallas at, I don't know what time, you know, this short little flight. Then fly to Dallas and land into Knoxville at like 345. We we're going to explore Knoxville in the daylight, beautiful weather. And then we were going to dinner with one of our previous guests, Chris LeVan and his wife. And Chris teaches up there at the University in Tennessee. So we get to the airport and um, there's no plane. Come, we were waiting on the plane from Dallas to come to Lake Charles and then Lake Charles out, right? So we see the planes en route. There's like a 40-minute delay, long story short, because they couldn't find a pilot to fly the plane. They finally found one. The pilot was in customs. I mean, international flight, so I had to go through customs, get on the plane, come to Lake Charles. Well, we only had a 50-minute layover in Dallas. Well, old hot dog over here decided to befriend the, fl the new flight crew that was also flying with us. So the pilot was coming in from Dallas and a new crew was getting on the plane. So I went to the pilot and asked, hey man, it's like 22 mile an hour winds out there. We in a headwind, we in a tailwind, we're going to pick up time, we're going to lose time. So I was trying to figure out if I needed to stay in Lake Charles and just take the night flight into Knoxville, you know, or go sit in Dallas potentially for eight hours on the layover. If I didn't so make you sure, you, Are you sure you weren't trying to figure out if there was just uh, one pilot or there was definitely two co-pilots on there. I know that's an issue for you. It is. And I saw both pilots there and therefore I started talking to the younger guy and, you know, I started, I didn't want to bug the other old vet, but he had to actually wind up being very helpful. He pulled up the winds, the knots, where we at in the air, how long it was going to take. And he said, look, man, I think it's risky. You're probably not going to make it. So we sat there, we, we convened, talked about it and we decided we're still going to try to go get on the plane 
And we get, long story short, get an option to fly. We could either land in Dallas, stay in Dallas till like 8.45 at night, so like nine hours, and then fly up to Knoxville, and we'd miss dinner. We'd land in Knoxville at like 11.55 at night. Or we could land in Dallas, fly to Charlotte, fly over to Knoxville, and just get there at like 7 for dinner. So we decided, let's take the plane hopping flights. Persistent, man. We were persistent on trying to get to this meal with Chris. He couldn't do uh, breakfast the next morning. So it was a one-time shot here. So we flew to Dallas. Then we flew to Charlotte. Then we flew into Knoxville. We get into to Charlotte after all this mess. And there's no flight crew again. Uh, they were like 30 minutes behind. And then they overbooked the plane. So they had like some guy double booked. And they, they had a problem with like when you go and you flash your ticket to get on the plane all the bubbles were colored in but one but the seat was full so we were delayed long story short in charlotte for another like hour and 15 minutes we didn't get in we finally got to dinner with chris and his wife at about 8 45 at night um in the restaurant closed at 10 i was super grateful to chris and jess uh alexander and i had a great meal good experience but man we had to be persistent to make sure i mean there was talk at one point that we were just going to fly to greenville and drive over here and not even go to Knoxville. But, you know, we, we held true to it and our persistence paid off, man, because it was a good time. Yeah, I was on a similar um, excursion one time like that, uh, trying to get overseas, uh, flying to Milano, Italy, um, getting into New York. My my uh, We sat on the tarmac for about an hour and a half. And by the time I got in and ready to go, the plane was taken off, so I missed it. And, uh, you know, they offered me an option to fly out the next day, but I was like, mm, today is going to be my travel day. I don't care what I have to do. So um, I just continued on and was per persistent and get me out of here. I want to keep going somewhere. I don't care where. So it they ended up rerouting me through um, Madrid, Spain. Um, and then I ended up getting to uh, Milano the, the following day. So it was about a 30 30-hour trip, which was very difficult, but I did get to go to a new city, which I'd never been. Had about eight hours on the ground um, there, so but I got to get out the around in the city. No, that's in Pamplona. So <laughs> had there been, had I been in Pamplona, I would have probably ridden the bulls not as fast as I once was. So, so that was one of them, and uh, another travel um, travel deal that took some persistence is you know over the. The uh, summer break, we were out, went on a trip uh, to, Arcan to Arkansas, to the Shepherd of the Ozarks. Great, fantastic trip. But on the way back, we just decided we were going to cut it up and drive about halfway. So we took off going, and we were going to stop in Texarkana. Well, when we got on the road, the GPS told us that it was going to be a lot shorter than we thought it was. So about six, six and a half hours, maybe. And, you know, as we kept going... It kept adding on time, adding on time. And, you know, by the time that we made the decision that something was wrong, it was really going to be about eight and a half hours. We had already decided, we had already too gung-ho about just, you know, making it home that night. So we were just persistent in our travel. Uh, probably wasn't the best decision. We were both pretty tired uh, getting back at about four in the morning. But it was something that we just fought through it. And, you know, we were able to wake up, be at home. Um, yeah, it's always nice to nice to be able to do whenever you're traveling with kids. There's so much pack and play and other 
extra things that are involved that you have to carry along and keep with you and get in and out of the cars whenever you travel that it's sometimes it's just worth it just to push through push through to get to your final destination and not have to pack repack and all that kind of stuff so those are my two little travel episodes yeah but, I you know i think it's you remember that one huh yeah i remember you driving through the night man i, I remember that one pretty well well, you know, that was, you know, another thing that comes to mind is just being persistent in pursuing your goals. Um, I know for me personally, you know, I knew pretty young for some reason that I wanted to be um, a chiropractor. So I uh, had a difficult um, path of study that I had to go through. So, um, you know, start going to school first year, taking the basic stuff. Everything's going great, going well. And um, then I started getting into the harder classes, uh, organic chemistry and physics and the other things like that, that are involved in the pre-med degree. And it was just, um, you know, it was tough. I worked uh, 25 to 35 hours a week while I was in college. So I had a lot of other things that were going on other than just, I'm just going to study and see if, you know, how well I can do. So I remember getting to some of those classes and it being being tough. I didn't do too well in the first uh, organic chemistry test that I took, um, but it was something that I just had to reprioritize some of my time on, um, you know, how I was going to do it. I had to change the way that I wanted to study, uh, met with the teachers and talked about, okay, this is what I did. Um, how do I improve? Because I, this is what I want to do. I've got to overcome this hurdle get out of this class and hopefully make a good grade uh, in order to be able to go down to the next um, thing that I want to do down the road. So that was the, one of the first big academic hurdles. And then, you know, the same kind of thing whenever you get into graduate school, I mean, you take a tremendous amount of loads of hours of school, lots of studying, lots of tests, lots of things going on. Uh, I also worked, I taught several classes whenever I was in school. So, I taught some x-ray positioning, some anatomy lab kind of stuff. So it was something that that was, that was my goal. My, my goal was to become a chiropractor. Um, and I would just had to be persistent and kind of modify some of the things that I originally thought I was going to be able to do in order to, um, you know, achieve that ultimate goal. How about you? I know you probably yeah, do similar stuff with your educational process. Yeah, I think goals, definitely, when I think of goals, I think of education, you know, law school, wanting to be a lawyer, I think of playing sports, there's a lot lot there, I had a lot of goals in playing sports, especially wanting to play in college, you know, you got to put a, be real persistent to put the time, effort, energy in, I'm sure you can relate to in schooling, same thing I could when I was at school, you got your friends, your buddies doing a bunch of other stuff that you would maybe want to be doing, um, and you don't get to go do all that. I had a lot of friends do a lot more fun things than I was at the time. <laughs> yeah. And you don't necessarily get to do all that, but, but it's because you have a greater goal and you want to be persistent in it. Just, you know, same thing with, you know, training, you might have weather issues, et cetera, stuff like that. You got to be able to persevere through and be persistent with to get um, where you go in life. And I, I think there's something to be said for not giving up. We've talked on uh, earlier podcasts on sometimes it's like, man, there's a time where you're like maybe putting in good time after bad or, you not the results aren't really worth the reward, but if it's something you care about and you know are passionate about, I think there is a big element in in trying to get anywhere you're trying to get. Yes, you can be lucky in life, but I think a lot of things take uh, you know being persistent 
And something else that comes to my mind with persistence is uh, prayer life. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, um, relationship with God and um, being persistent in, you know, what we're trying to talk to God about or asking him to help us hear things, see things, uh, praying for other people. I think there's a whole lot to being persistent in prayer life. What do you think about that? No, I agree 100 um, percent. You know, prayer life can be affected by, you know, everything else that goes on in your life, just like everything else with one big extra component to it, I think. I think the evil one is always out there trying to pull the string. So that's an extra little uh, difficulty that's involved in that. Um, there's a Christian um, artist that has one of the lines uh, on his one of his hits that talks about, uh, you know, standing on the stage night after night. You know, it's easy to do and everything is going great. But under difficult times, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, it makes it a lot harder to get up there and and sing that praise and worship. And I think that is very comparable to all of us. So, you know, when everything is going well in our lives, I think a lot of people, you know, it's easy to pray. It's easy to give thanks. Uh, But whenever things aren't going as well as you would like, or you have other difficulties thrown in your way, that it can be an impediment for, uh, you know, a lot of people in order to continue and be persistent with what you know your ultimate goal you know may be i'm certainly one of those people who have been knocked off of the path um and looked in other directions um at you know things that were not where i I should have been going uh so i think it's something that the people who are more persistent and stay that path they're probably a little bit more happy a little bit more joyful a little bit more gratitude in their life and uh you know you know more easily swayed by um events that go on which you know all of us are susceptible to yeah i, I think that's a really good point john look at you opening up without craig here man he's really releasing this. <laughs> well i feel like i need to get in there for, for craig too <laughs> craig's still serving a purpose not even being here but yeah. i think that's true yeah. you know we all he's, you know he's being have really to quiet just... today yeah, yeah, very. Uh, just take it in as a listener. I think we all do have to be persistent in, you know, just trying to be a good person, trying to live, you know, the the values, morals, etc. that, you know, God would want us to live. And and having the, the flesh is always a, a side that's hard to deal with at times. And we succumb to it. Uh, otherwise, uh, we wouldn't be human in a sense. And I think that that is something that um, every day there has to be a cognizant, you know, thought process to being persistent to trying to be, you know, the best version of ourselves that we can be. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Craig just had a thought. He's going to jump in here and say something. You know, I'm a pain management doctor. I'm a guy who sticks the needle in. If you're having problems, you need these type of uh, procedures done. And, you know, I was maybe a little discouraged that I had people who maybe weren't responding appropriately, or maybe they weren't ready for having an injection. And I was looking for something else that needed to be done for these people. So, you know, one of the things that uh, came to mind is I was going to formulate this pain cream. Um, so I came up with this pain cream and, you know, it's called AccuPlus now, but originally the first, uh, the first, formula for it uh, and the naming for it, we had some legal issues. So, that took a lot of uh, persistence in order to continue to strive um, to get that product to market. So it's something that's widely available now. I mean, you can ask Steve. 
it, it, it's used for a lot of different patients there. I agree, CC. It's very good. You know, most of my patients, actually all of my patients that try it, really enjoy it. Um, so, you know, it's something that you just have to continue to fight through those obstacles that are put in your way, whether they're, you know, legitimate or not. That was pretty good for a CC one, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I do think CC would say something like that. I also think he would say, you know, my boy Tony Robbins, and he would have some quote for us on, uh, on Tony and, and Tony telling you need to be persistent and, and follow your heart and, and do the right thing. So if, if only I had Craig sitting next to me with his phone pulling up a Tony quote, or he might just have one off the top of his head. Um, he would say you wouldn't. You shouldn't. You should, you should not shit all over yourself. You should just get active. And do it. <laughs> yeah, that or he would say, you just need to go over one of those hot coals at a time or something like that. When, you know, when you're walking on fire or whatever they're doing over there. Uh, actually, on that note, started reading Tony's book last night, man. Um, Life Force? It? Yeah, it is a long book, dude. It's like 600-something pages. Ooh, good. Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, persistence is something that's necessary for all of our interpersonal communications, particularly, you know, um, once you or or it's required in order to continue to maintain, uh, you know, being married or any type of romantic relationship like that. Uh, and, you know, the obvious uh, outcome, if you aren't persistent, is you, you'll probably it'll probably fall apart and deteriorate and, uh, you know, end in divorce or breaking up or whatever that is. But, you know, there are things that are required. You know, sometimes people will withdraw because they're having difficulty with something else in their life, um, but continuing to pursue and being persistent in, uh, you know, those relationships um, or something that allow that to continue to thrive. Um, also, you know, being persistent in dating my spouse, continuing to show her appreciation, show her um, the different things that, um, you know, life doesn't, change and stop and you don't uh you know quit doing some of those more fun out outings you know just as a result of being married and the same thing you know with the kids you know kids are so volatile in you know their emotions their um the, you know all the different stuff that goes on so that's something that i am overly persistent in uh sharing my thoughts uh, my approval uh, how much I care for my children. I mean, to the point that, you know, my tiny, my tiny gift is always like, dad, I already know that. Quit telling me you love me. <laughs> so those are things that, you know, I think they're, they're fun to hear. They're fun to say. Um, those are just things that I think are life enhancements. And, uh, you know, if you're not persistent with that, some people may get the wrong idea. Yeah, I think uh, being persistent in your relationships and putting in time, effort, and energy in there, you're going to get out what you put into them. I think that that's really well said. It could be, you know, with people you work with, people who work for you, people you work for, you know, just like we talked about, your relationship with God, family, um, anything. And I really think it's also, you know, being persistent with your, you know, time with yourself. We talk a lot about self-care on the podcast and spending some time to to make sure you're right spiritually, mentally, physically. So you can be the best version of yourself for other people. I think that that's uh, extremely important, man. Amen. All right, Johnny, we're about to wind this uh this good old two man crew down here. It has been pretty fun without without CC. Not the same, not the same though. But before we do get there, <laughs> we will, 
we we will uh, spin it over to the good old weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. What you got, Johnny? Well, the holiday time made the gas get punched big time. And not by myself, but by my wife. So my wife enjoys the Christmas holidays. And uh, starting out about two weeks before Thanksgiving, I started noticing Christmas stuff coming around. So she's hitting the gas, getting ready, decorating. So the house that we moved in from um, you know, last year, we were in a smaller house. Now we're in a larger house. There's more things to put decorations. So a lot of room to decorate in there. My wife has been hitting the gas and getting more Christmas decorations. So this year we got a whole bunch of new lights. Everything's wrapped around the, the driveways lit up, the front yards lit up, the sidewalks lit up. So much so to the point that we're blowing out the breakers. <laughs> come, I come home Monday night and I couldn't open the garage because the breakers are blown out. <laughs> So sometimes it's a little much. So it, it's worked the last couple of days. So I'm not sure what's what's happened there. I'm supposed to have an electrician come out to help us get that sorted out. My word. Sometimes that sometimes that decorating can get dangerous. Woo. Man, I, I like it, man. Better more than less. Better more than less. And uh I'm only wondering how are the decorations getting out there? Is this Wallace? Is this you? Oh no, that's Wallace. Oh, that's definitely Wallace. Surprise, you're the guy that's wrapping his own gifts. With that being said, <laughs> all right, guys, helping her a little bit too. We uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you've got any thoughts on uh, being persistent or persistence in life, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast. We would appreciate it, and uh, I know that it wasn't the same without CC, but uh, we'll look forward to having him back with us next week. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?